guys, welcome back to the Influencer Podcast. My name is Olivia. I almost just forgot my name again. I've tried recording this like three times already and I haven't been able to get the words out because I think I'm so nervous that I keep forgetting my name. Glad we're past that. Um, Today, I'm sitting here solo. My two favorite friends, Hannah and Kelsey, and also the co-hosts of this podcast are not here with me, unfortunately. I'm recording this sitting here by myself. Currently at my parents' house (laughs) in silence because the whole family's at the beach right now and I'm house-sitting for them. So I've just been basking in the silence and loving it, honestly. Um, It's been so calm and quiet and I just... I hope they never come home. I'm just kidding. It's usually very chaotic and stressful over here, so it's just nice to have a little break from that for a while. Today, I decided to take advantage of the opportunity to record this episode by myself because we didn't upload this past week due to life circumstances and um, conflicting schedules and whatever else. We were unable to record last week. We had topics in mind, but we just decided to hold off and... um, We want to put something out that we're proud of, so we don't want to rush anything or record an episode too quick, and we want it to be the best quality for you guys, because we just love you. I decided that I wanted to discuss the topic of mental health, okay? I know that's a little dark, but it's something I struggle with, and I want to shed some light on that topic because it's something that's not really talked about very often. Most people, we assume, are fine and There are a lot of people struggling, especially right now with the stress and the chaos with the whole pandemic and just the unknowns and it's just very scary and people that I know that have never struggled with mental health issues are going through it right now and it's scary if you haven't gone through these feelings or emotions before and it can make you feel just very alone. So I want to discuss my mental health issues and that is what I'm sitting here and going to talk to you about today. So, this is going to be an adventure. I'm nervous. I hope you're excited and maybe a little bit nervous. I'm very nervous, but also very excited to talk about these things because, to be honest, I'm not a very vulnerable person. I don't usually open up or talk about struggles that I'm having. I like to put on a a face and make myself seem fine when I'm struggling inside. So, This is going to be different for me. It's going to be honest and it's going to be, I'm just being vulnerable and open and talking about a topic I feel very passionate about. So I guess I'll start with the fact that I feel like I've been struggling with my mental health issues for a very long time. Throughout my life, to give you some background, I was always a very happy kid. So I had my mom and dad who were always very involved when me and my two sisters were growing up. Um... We grew up in a very loving household, both of my parents. My dad works a lot, but my mom was a stay-at-home mom for as long as I can remember, so she's always been there. I always wanted to be with my friends and social, and I was just so happy and in the moment. And then I got to middle school, and all my friends left. And my school that I went to in elementary school transitioned right over to the middle school which shares the same campus. I didn't have a ton of friends because most of my friends switched schools. They ended up going to, I think it's considered a charter school. I could be wrong. They wore uniforms and they had a lot more homework than I did. So it was a much more challenging school in terms of academics and I just decided to go with the middle school that I was supposed to go to that was on the same campus as my elementary school. Middle school is kind of just like 
I feel like it's awkward for everyone, but I didn't have a ton of friends. I was still happy, and I had friends in my classes and stuff, but I just wasn't ever interested in hanging out with any of them outside of school. Summer before 8th grade, I remember I created my YouTube channel. I was 13, um, and I kind of discovered this platform that was full of creators who were passionate about makeup and fashion, and I just fell in love with it. I was obsessed. I tried making my own videos, and... I hope those videos never surface now because they're so embarrassing, but they're funny to look back on and I thought they were great at the time. I think that was the first time I kind of found my creative outlet. Um, going back to school, starting like eighth grade, I remember people were picking on me for my videos and that's when I kind of stopped and lost interest in it because it was just getting annoying. To give you some insight, my family dynamic changed a lot that year. My family... I'll just kind of keep it brief, but we ended up adopting. Probably best to save that for a different podcast episode because it's emotional and it's just a very long story, so I'm going to keep it short-winded and just tell you that we basically went from a family of five to a family of seven overnight. I was 13 when we adopted the boys. George and Teddy are my twin brothers, so six. They're identical twins. We adopted them, um, and then obviously we have my biological sisters as well, and the three of us girls had to adjust to that this crazy situation that my family was in. So I started my freshman year of high school and I went into it with two of my closest friends. Like I said, throughout middle school, I didn't have a ton of close friends. Um, and then I reconnected with people that I knew, sports and things like that. They went to a different school and then we found out we were going to the same high school. We just were always together. So I was looking forward to high school. We we're so excited to all go and do it together, the three of us. So freshman year, I think we kind of went in like Oh, we got this. They were friends with like a different group of girls that were kind of more popular and they kind of just started running with the wrong crowd. Um, that sort of changed both of them. I saw them kind of change. They started making kind of bad decisions and kind of just went along with it. And I didn't participate in things that I didn't feel comfortable with, but like they kind of got more into the party scene. I became friends with this girl who was kind of I'm going to call her the Regina George of high school because that's the best way I can describe this one. She was definitely popular, very pretty. Um, she kind of had like a bad attitude and I think she intimidated people with that. And then also she struggled a lot. I found that out later, but she was definitely a drug addict and a lot of people wanted to be her friend and my two closest friends kind of followed in her footsteps. And so me and Regina George had three classes together. One of the classes, so it was my seventh period class and she was in that one. It was a theater class and I had a major crush on this kid who, he was a sophomore at the time. He was funny, he was confident. He was just like, I just had a huge crush on him. I thought he was so cute. So the Regina George girl had a crush on him as well. And she kind of would hint at it. I rode the bus home from school every day because I was 14 and obviously couldn't drive yet. And so my house was like a mile away from the bus stop. And if you know Arizona, you know it's very hot. And so normally I'd walk home from school because my mom was busy. It overlapped with my brother's nap time. I remember him offering me a ride because he lived really close and he started giving me rides home from school we're talking more and my crush for this guy I it became like an obsession I just fell in love with him I think it was a few weeks into the school year and there was a football game and then 
I had gone with the two girls. They were like my best friends at the time and we were all there together. I told them that I had a crush on this guy and they were like, he's going to this party after, let's go, whatever. So I went with it and um, we ended up all going to a party and I saw him there and I wasn't really into the whole party scene from the beginning because I knew he was gonna be there, I decided to go. We ended up, <laughs> me and him ended up having fun. We hooked up, that's all I'm gonna say because I'm sure that my parents being very loyal subscribers and are most likely listening to this episode and would prefer that I not continue with that story because I don't want to be TMI on here, but I'm just going to leave it at that. After that, I remember just being obsessed. I couldn't stop thinking about him. I thought he was the love of my life. It was your whole high school love story. I told my friends, I'm not the kind of person that's like open about that kind of thing normally, but I remember telling them because I trusted them. I remember going to school the next week, feeling a little bit awkward, not knowing how to like talk to him. So fast forward to Friday of that week, and this was the Friday before fall break. I had PE with Regina George and my two friends, and so it was like the three of them, me, and then a few other girls who we were friends with, and we would just always hang out during that class and whatever. Sixth period, right after lunch, we were in PE. I was getting a weird vibe from Regina George all week long, okay? I had an idea that she knew that we hooked up and wasn't happy about it. She just was kind of ignoring me and she just gave little signs that she wasn't happy with me and so I just stayed out of her way, minded my own business. So we're coming back from PE. We're in the locker room, changing back into our clothes. She confronted me in a very aggressive, rude way and started screaming at me in front of everyone. I know she made a point to intimidate me in front of my friends. They were all standing behind her laughing. She basically told me I have no chance at ever getting with him and it crushed me and I just remember being in shock. I can't even really remember what she yelled at me still because it was just so obnoxious the way she went about it. and. She knew what she was doing. I was humiliated. My friends were laughing behind her and I remember just being heartbroken. So anyways, I ran to the nurse's office and left school early that day because I was crying hysterically and I called my mom, just told her I was feeling sick. After that experience, I was terrified of going back to school. I was also kind of hoping that weekend that like my friends would reach out and apologize for being shitty and laughing and no one checked in, no one asked how I was doing, and I was just so hurt by that. Monday after fall break, um, I was terrified of going back to school. My anxiety throughout that week had just been getting worse, getting worse, getting worse, and I knew I was just like, I gotta go back, but I'm gonna go back, and I'm gonna be completely alone. My friends, who I was so close with, are shitty, they suck, they are on the same side as this girl. I really did like him a lot, and then... I remember him just giving her so much more attention after because I didn't want to interfere. I knew she would come after me if I did. Throughout my freshman year, I definitely isolated myself. I just kind of gave up on trying to make friends. I think I lost a lot of confidence once that all happened and she kind of repeatedly throughout that year found ways to intimidate me and I just wanted to stay out of the way. My grades slipped. My parents noticed I was never wanting to hang out with anyone, never wanting to socialize or interact with anyone my age. I was just so lonely. My parents encouraged me to join track and to run and try and get involved. And so I ended up doing track my freshman year and that kind of 
was a healthy outlet for me. That introduced me to running and made me realize that I really do enjoy running and it also gave me something to look forward to. Once that year ended though, I remember that summer just being very lonely, not having friends, and I spent all my time at home. At the time, my dad was traveling a lot for work, and so my mom needed extra help, a lot of extra help, because my brothers were one at the time, and having twins, it's hands-on. You gotta help. Um, so I just did everything I could to distract myself from my sadness by helping her, and I think being home so much also kind of made me feel like I had to help. A lot. I remember not wanting to go back to school and I didn't feel comfortable telling my mom anything. I didn't want it her to know that I was struggling or dealing with things because she was so overwhelmed and preoccupied at the time. And so that's kind of how we lost that open communication. I just didn't have anyone to talk to really. I didn't have anything in common with any of the people there. I knew that. When I started my sophomore year, I went in with little confidence, obviously. I didn't want to start. I didn't want to be there. My dad got an email from one of my teachers and he basically said he's concerned about my grade. He's concerned about my study habits. I did a lot of missing assignments. So my parents confronted me about the email that they got and their concern for my academic status and things like that. And I just remember telling them finally, I was like, I hate school. I have no friends there. I'm just I don't belong there and I was really struggling to pay attention to my classes most importantly. I couldn't even get by really. For most of my life I had been able to get by in my classes and the social part of it was what kept me motivated but not having that I just had nothing. I ended up getting a test done um, to see if I had ADHD or if I qualified for medication possibly and I ended up starting ADHD medicine to help me focus in school, and it definitely improved my academic status. It gave me a lot of confidence because I started caring more about school. I started feeling like I could pay attention to my classes and retain more information, and so my confidence was coming back a little bit. At the same time, I started to kind of also put more energy into prioritizing myself and my happiness, and so I started going for runs and finding ways to... I started finding these outlets for myself to feel happy and I definitely still felt very isolated. I didn't have any friends. I didn't really look forward to going to school, but once I was there, I was able to get all my work done and I felt like I was accomplishing something. That's when people started talking about college usually and at the time I was like 16, 17 and I was just getting my license. I've always been younger for my age, so I got my license my junior year of high school. I knew I didn't want to go to college and I think that scared my parents a lot because I knew that the college environment wasn't my scene. I started getting more anxious as the topic of college started coming up more. My senior year, that was the year I was applying for college and then found out I got into the two big universities in Arizona, which if you're not familiar, ASU which is where I ended up enrolling. Um, there are 80,000 kids at that school, so that's a lot of people. It feels like a city, it looks like a city. It's just, a, it's very overwhelming. I kind of knew what I was getting myself in for with enrolling there, but I just went with it, and I definitely don't think it was the right school for me. My parents sent me to a therapist because I told them I was very anxious and just not looking forward to college. It was starting to become starting to consume me a little bit. I was just getting very worried, very nervous, very like unmotivated to go there. And 
I still wanted to go along this path that they had for me and still wanted to make them proud and so I knew I wanted to graduate that's what kept me focused on school and in terms of academics I was definitely still on track doing really well in my classes but more so just to get through school as fast as possible and graduate because of the circumstance and our family situation my brothers actually ended up being diagnosed with um, autism at that time both of them they were three turning four at the time so my parents entire energy and focus was toward getting them help and just it was very consuming for them and so when I I just didn't never felt comfortable talking to them because I knew they were preoccupied and obviously dealing with a lot my issues were just going to create more stress and so I just kind of bottled it up therapy never really worked for me to be honest um I definitely feel like the part of therapy where I struggle is the lack of emotion. I feel like someone's sitting there telling me what's wrong with me and I never really got anything out of it. So around the same time, I think it was like second semester of my senior year, I also ended up doing like a few little modeling gigs. I love taking pictures because I have my blog and I wanted to always do like fashion posts and things like that. That was my creative outlet for sure. So I would always take these pictures and I remember one of the pictures got posted by Urban Outfitters. And there was a modeling agency that saw the picture that Urban Outfitters had because it was on their website. And they reached out and were interested in signing with me, meeting with me, and discussing moving forward with that. And so that gave me something to be excited about because it kind of went along with what I'm interested in in terms of fashion. And I just dove in a little too deep. And I think finally having something that kind of felt like it was along the lines of what I was interested in. I just was so passionate trying to get there. And I kind of, along the way, um, developed an unhealthy relationship with food. I definitely worked out too much. I became obsessed with counting my calories. It was just, this was like right before I graduated, this experience with the modeling agency. And then that summer I was gonna sign with them. So I got through high school, graduated. I was 17 at the time. I remember the beginning of June was when I was going to sign with this agency and I was so excited just to finish school. I had a lot to look forward to and my parents had picked up on the fact that I wasn't healthy and I was obsessed with my physical appearance. I started to struggle with like body dysmorphia. I just put way too much pressure on myself in that sense and it was making me, I was disappearing. I was losing weight and just, it wasn't healthy. Um, they refused to let me sign because when you're 17, your parents have to be there to sign with you. I remember fighting them so hard, telling them college isn't the right path for me. And it's a huge agency and they've given these girls who they've signed amazing opportunities through working with them. And so when they refused to let me sign with them, I think deep down I was just scared of starting college. There was no way I wasn't going to go, but I remember spending that summer. I don't... I traveled here and there, but when I was home, I was asleep in bed. I was so depressed. It was August of 2018 when I moved into my dorm. I was angry at my parents, and I was so resentful of them. And then when it came to me moving out, I just, I remember crying to them saying, I can't do it. I don't want to go. And I, I was so distraught about the whole situation. They basically told me, give it a chance. If you hate it, we'll... We'll reconvene, we'll discuss other options, but 
you gotta give it a shot. And so I moved into my dorm and this girl that I was planning on living with, who was gonna be my roommate, she switched her major and so she wasn't on the same campus. And so I ended up starting my freshman year completely alone in a dorm. I just wanted to be alone and was so lost and I knew this wasn't the right path and I tried telling my parents it was a very toxic environment for me, especially being alone and so I would come home like every weekend. Being in the dorm alone was not healthy for me at all. Um, it definitely amplified my struggles with depression and anxiety. I didn't want to leave the dorm. I remember I'd go to bed at like 7. I would go to bed as early as my body would let me and wake up very early. I was on this weird sleep schedule. The only time I left my dorm was just to go to class. I was able to get by in terms of academics that semester. I remember thinking like, okay, if I get through this semester and I can show my parents that I am able to do school, but it's just not a good environment for me, then I'll move home and we'll try and find a better option. I got through my first semester and then I ended up moving out and it was for the sake of my own well-being that I ended up moving out. I moved home. After moving home, even just doing that was a huge step and made me a lot happier. For the time being, it was the safest place to be and healthy for me. So when I moved home, I kind of got back to a better headspace. got more into making my videos again and doing the things that I loved and felt so passionate about. And then... I was also able to balance school really well. I still did feel very isolated and very lonely, but I was much happier than I had been living in the dorm. So when I moved home, I knew it was going to be a very temporary living situation for me. I was planning on transferring for a little while. I went to look at some schools in California. I definitely didn't think it was the right thing to do at the time because I still was trying to work through and overcome a lot of my mental health issues. I was approached by the manager at Free People because I'm a shopaholic. I have a shopping problem that stores my favorite store at the time, and so I was just there all the time. She came up to me and basically was like, you should apply for a job. And I was like, okay. I never really thought that I'd have a job in college, and I just didn't give it much consideration. Like mother, like daughter, she's also a shopaholic, and she loves Free People, and she was in there, and the manager approached her, and you know, basically encouraged me to apply and get the job there. Basically, my mom came home and I remember her saying, you should really get a job there that would be so good for you. You'd be social, you'd be around people that have similar interests to you. And I was like, I'll never have friends. I was very comfortable being independent, but I think more so I was very isolated and just not open to the idea of making friends or putting myself out there. And I remember after my mom, my mom brought it up like, 10 times because when something's on her mind she will not drop it and she was like I really think you should get this job I really think you should apply for the job give it a chance and so after her pushing me to do it I ended up applying it was the best decision I could have made because it forced me to step out of my comfort zone and try something new and something I wasn't open to really. I just didn't think I'd make friends there and I was just like, this will just be a job, whatever. So in my first shift, I was surrounded by people that had similar interests to me and loved fashion and it was so cool. Specifically one person really took me under her wing. I remember Bella is one of our friends who she, to this day, is the funniest human on this earth and I would like to thank her specifically for bringing me back to life and 
pulling the personality out of me and you know it took a little while we started hanging out she was a lot older than me and so um, I didn't really know my place a lot of the girls I worked with were a lot older than me and so I was introduced to Hannah through that job and so it just a lot of good things came out of it and I think we've joked about it before but me and Hannah didn't hit it off like right off the bat I was like so happy to be there after being in such a terrible headspace for a very long time and coming out of that feeling so happy and so excited about life I think I came on a little too strong and it took me kind of explaining my situation my life my family everything to her where we like actually connected and we became really close and She's my best, best friend ever, and I can't imagine life without her. I was escaping from my very chaotic and stressful family because they were dealing with a lot at the time. That whole summer, I remember I basically lived at Hannah and Bella's house. I bounced back and forth. I was just with them every minute. Like, we were inseparable. We became so close, and it's hard because... Groups of three are a little hard, that's all I'm going to say. I ended up basically, like, starting to move my stuff into Hannah's house. The opportunity came about, they had this roommate, he moved out, and then I willingly decided to move all of my things in, and my parents were on board. Being in college, it made the most sense for me to move out. So, after I moved in with Hannah was when I was introduced to Kelsey, and Kelsey and Hannah are very much alike. They're both older, though, and so I just... I look up to them so much and I just I went from being self-isolated six months before basically isolated lonely not having any friends to having so many friends that were older and I just wanted to keep up with them and so in that time I definitely feel like I needed to slow down once I moved out I felt like I was free and I felt like I was just going from one thing to the next we were going out and we were I was basically working full-time so I could afford to go out and do all the things and on top of that I'm trying to do school which I would do at the very last second and quarantine hits in the spring no one's ever experienced something like this before self-isolation uh, the a lot with the virus was still so unknown that's where I think a lot of people who haven't struggled with mental health issues are have gone through these things now and kind of are overcoming their own journey. And I remember at the beginning of quarantine thinking, okay, it's very scary. I had been on campus for my classes, and so that was a hard transition to go from being on campus, being around people my age, to going off campus, being alone again. Because after being alone for so long, I just, it's very triggering to have to go back into that. And so, Continuing to make life feel as normal as possible was essential for my overall well-being. And I also started developing really healthy habits. I started prioritizing these things that made me very happy, like going for runs. It helps me clear my head and it helps me process my thoughts. So I was working and able to kind of have a consistent routine. And I really think that's what made me feel so much better than I would have felt if I had kind of put all my energy into worrying and gotten so in my head because I really feel like throughout spring and summer is when I grew the most and I started kind of trying to fix that relationship that I had especially with my parents who are overwhelmed by life a lot of the time and who have five kids they're trying to take care of. I prioritized what was most important to me which is surrounding myself with people that make me the happiest taking care of myself, going for runs, working out, and 
staying organized, doing my schoolwork, and also still trying to work, that was like the best balance I had. I'm trying to learn how to slow down and be calm and kind of create a foundation for myself from the beginning of spring when I was still just bouncing around, doing one thing to the next all the time, not really caring. I was happy, but I wasn't I wasn't really taking care of myself. Coming out of quarantine, as life is starting to be more normal again, in order to feel content and calm and happy overall, um, it's important to be self-disciplined, make sure that I do the things that I need to do each day. So for me, I'll just kind of break it down for you. I like to exercise or go for a run. That's how it started for me, and now I I'm working with a trainer. I have a consistent routine. I'm still trying to get through school. That's one thing I still struggle with, but I feel like as long as I'm trying my best, that's all I can do right now. I think it's just prioritizing the things that make you happy and finding a way to incorporate that into your life every day is so important and not putting pressure on yourself. I've definitely had days where I'm off. I accept it. I don't feel bad for it. Just hope that this helped somebody who's going through something right now because you're not alone. We're all going through our own struggles. I don't like talking about mental health issues because it just kind of reminds me of the fact that I've struggled and had to overcome a lot. But in the same way, I feel very proud of myself for overcoming and working through a lot of these struggles. And so I hope this episode resonates with someone out there who's struggling and makes you feel less alone if you feel like you're going through it. We're all dealing with our own stuff. We're all dealing with things and having to go through it especially right now be sure to subscribe if you're not already we're very excited we're going to be recording we have some funny and interesting topics to talk about so the three of us back at it again next week so thanks for listening and i will talk to you in the next episode